HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Hello, Greenhorns. This is Severin, and I think I might be live. This is Greenhorn Radio, radio for young farmers by young farmers. I'm coming to you today from Cambridge, Massachusetts, where the cardinal birds are singing, and it is still cold not like California, where it is very warm. And I'm joined today on the phone by Catherine Winters, who's also on the East Coast in Schenectady, New York. How do you say that correctly, Catherine? Um, It's Schenectady, and I'm actually in Oneonta, New York, at Hartwick College right now. Oh, you're in Oneonta, another hard-to-pronounce word. (laughs) Yep. I think that there's a movie or a novel called Schenectady. Um, I know that they're making, they made a movie over the summer that was called um, The Land Beyond the Pines, which is what Schenectady translates to into English, and it had Bradley Cooper in it. Yeah, I met the, I met the director of that movie on the train. He's very Very handsome. cool. Uh, okay, moving forward. Today we are talking about agriculture, as usual, and in particular engaging with the institutions of learning uh, around youth in agriculture, and Catherine runs something called Roots and Wisdom, which is an urban gardening, youth and community development program of Cornell Cooperative Extension, and which is very um, grown up and important. Uh, tell us, Catherine, how did you get involved? Um, I actually don't run the program. I was a youth worker two summers in a row, the summer before um, 11th grade and then the summer before 12th grade. I got involved because my mom saw it posted with the Cornell um, information because I was in 4-H in high school. And so I figured I would apply because I needed a summer job. And um, I was hired that first year, and I worked in the garden with other youth. There were about 30 of us in three different crews. And I learned about sustainable agriculture, how to sell at a farmer's market, um, why sustainability was important, a lot of things along those lines. And then last year, because I loved it so much, I went back and I was actually a crew leader this past summer. Wow, so you're kind of like a poster girl for being on the mailing list, getting the opportunity, coming down the line, showing up, and then, and then, and then rising through the ranks. Except yep, for usually- Yeah, I love it. And I'm actually um, working on setting up an internship this summer with the organization again 
to become the events and outreach coordinator for the summer since I have experience working with events and I was when I was the crew leader last summer I led the events crew so this is this is also a very useful career advice to those who are struggling to figure out how they'll get involved professionally and and accrue the skills needed to take on leadership in this movement so a good way to start is as a volunteer at the bottom and then move your way right on up as you learn how to do all the things and how the software works and where the office coffee is stashed. Um, what, are the, what are the parts of your program that you're most interested in uh, expanding? Um, definitely just having more people know about the program. It's a really important program because it brings the diverse population of Schenectady, especially the youth, together and teaches them about urban gardening and sustainability and eating healthy. And we even bring in children ages 6 to 11 in a children's garden program, and the teenage youth teach them about growing food and eating healthy. So it's really important just for people to know what type of program Roots and Wisdom is and how they can help. Um, as the events and outreach coordinator, I would, of course, be looking for monetary donations, but also um, it's important for people to just help with the garden because it is on about an acre of land and you need hands to just help um, work in the garden. And working in a garden is great exercise. It's good social um, it's a good social atmosphere, too, when you're working with friends or even people you don't know, and you get to know all these different people and where they come from and where they want to go afterwards. And so when these kids are coming into the program, and uh, there's a similar program. I'm sure you know them. They're in Albany, and they have a kind of a high school farm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I actually do not. Oh, well, they're not so far away from you. But anyway, if you could just describe what, what if somebody is interested in entering into this field and being engaged at the, very, at the youth level, when kids are coming into your program, where are they at? And, and what are the ways that you're able to engage them right off the bat? Um, well, students that apply are um, mostly from the Schenectady City School District, and then there's some from Niskeen on Scotia, and I was the one and only um, youth from Duanesburg. And when you come in the first day, we actually do kind of like an icebreaker group activity to just start to get to know each other. And most mornings we do do some sort of warm-up fun activity just to get blood flowing, to get everyone socializing. Um, and then throughout the day, we um, do different garden activities. So we weed, and if you're weeding, it's a good time to socialize and get to know the other people in your crew. Um, some people work the market stand, and then, like, on days that we have events, um, we work together to set up the tent, plan workshops, set up the workshops, and greet people and give tours. Um, so just kind of getting people going in the morning and then making sure everyone stays on task and asks questions if they don't know how to work in the garden. It's just a learning experience. And are there children who are coming in who have, like, a foodie, foodie interest? Like, are there little budding chefs, or are they getting school credit in order to attend? Like, what's um, their It's just motivation? a summer job. There is no school credit, but um, they do get paid um, minimum wage, or I think a little bit more if they're um, above, like, 
16 or 17. It's paid through, it's funded through the county program that actually employs about 500 youth each summer. Um, and Roots and Wisdom gets about 20 to 30 youth that are supported through that. Um, and there's a diverse group of career interests. Some people have no idea what they want to do. We have had some chefs in the past. Um, several people do the program and then get really interested in agriculture. I know one of the youth last year, she was very interested afterwards and um, just started asking Debbie, our supervisor, where she could start volunteering and actually start working on a farm in the area. Um, another girl I know who was there, though, was an English major, um, doesn't really have anything to do with sustainability in the gardening sense, but she just wanted a summer job and she came back because it really, you really make great friendships and connections, and by the end of the summer, everyone feels like a family. Well, the um, the thing that I'm noticing about young farmers as I'm traveling around and hanging out with people and exploring the the roots and the source of their own interest of their interest in farming, a lot of it comes from early childhood exposure to the textures and satisfaction, you know, of animals and outdoors. And, mm -hmm. you know, for all the intellectual reasons and ecological reasons and philosophical political reasons that we would choose to engage in small business as our own. Yeah, um, I grew up in an urban area, so, or in a rural area, so having the opportunity to work outside during the summer was something that I loved. I was exposed to camping all throughout my childhood. I really loved being in nature. But most of the youth um, that work in Rutsumism are inner city. Um, they've never really left the urban scene. So it's actually kind of something new for them to always be surrounded by plants. But usually by the end of the summer, a lot of the youth that have never really left the urban scene love being outdoors, love seeing the insects and the critters in the garden, um, just love being surrounded by the plants and it really helps give them a perspective of what it's like just to be outside and enjoy nature and enjoy growing your own food and growing food for other people that are in need as well. And so when those kids are interested to start working on farms, first of all, you know that the Denison Farm is looking for interns right now? Oh, I did not know, but that's good to know. Because that's pretty close to you. Um, the other thing is what advice do you give them as they're graduating from high school um, pretty much just they, the ones that are interested in agriculture just want to get experience and, um, they, if we're able to set them up with different farms, we can do that. We actually take a trip to the regional food bank farm as well throughout the summer and volunteer there and also can make connections that way. And, um, some of our youth go on to be employed by different vendors at the Schenectady Farmers Market and, um, get a weekend job out of that, and then if they do a great job, they might even be able to just talk to the farmer there and ask if they can become an employee on their farm. Well, and I, it's so good to start with the business end, you know, and really get a sense of the transaction and the, and the um, interpersonal skills needed for sales. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very good strategy because if you don't know what will sell, you know, it's really not even worth growing anything. So that really feels like um, the right order to go about it. That's good. That's a really smart suggestion. I'm going to tell my little brother that. 
Thanks. Also, um, our new grower from last year, she actually went to um, SUNY Cobleskill and got her degree um, in, like, horticulture uh, and insects there. And we had a couple girls last summer who were actually looking. They were juniors and seniors, and they were looking into the programs at um, Cobleskill because one guy, she never really knew that she was interested in entomology, but she looked at all the bugs that we had collected from the garden that we had classified as good or bad bugs for the garden, and she decided that she might want to change her career idea and start looking at SUNY um, Cobleskill and go there for their program rather than um, going into ROTC, which is what she had originally planned to do. Well, so, you know, one thing that's nice about the military is when you leave... There's a bunch of grant programs that can help you with your farm startup, like the um, Farmer Veteran Coalition. Oh, that's uh, and great. They, you know, obviously you get really strong in the Army, but uh, and they have it's that nice pro- to think that have, somebody um, would make a choice of insects over Army. another reason why she looked at it. Because then she again? could even just do both things at the same time. Sorry, say what you just said again, the, um, the, reason that, the other reason she was looking. Um, is they have an ROTC program at Cobleskill, so she figured that she could do that program and do the entomology program at the same time. Right on. Well, I mean, you know, the thing that the thing that um, that I'm always asking of myself is, you know, how do we make agriculture, you know, competitive with, you know, the Army, and when when folks are looking for relief from student debt and trying to figure out how they can, you know, afford to choose agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, we're, right now we're not competitive, and I think that's a major structural issue. But those people who are act, acting really practically, and maybe tell me if you agree with this, are deciding to get the training to be in extension or, um, as you're saying, like an agricultural like science major, so that you mm-hmm. or getting a degree in regulatory science, so that you could have uh, either a full time or a part time job in agriculture that's paid, um, so that you'll be able to self finance your your own, you know, your home farm, your startup. Oh yeah, that's definitely a good idea, and also um, some people from the Roots and Wisdom program to one girl specifically. She's actually at Cornell, and she's studying agriculture there, and she's working in their orchard and kind of doing more of the research behind it, what types of plants can grow in this area, and expanding it from that side, not just um, being someone that works on the farm, but someone who helps farmers in the area know what other types of crops that they can grow from more of a scientific perspective as well. Yeah, so that's such a smart that's such a smart idea, you know. And and another one is um, being an organic certifier, mm-hmm. and um, actually uh, traveling around part time and and checking people's paperwork on farms. Another really good, you know, ag supportive career, and you know, frankly, a lot more realistic um, in terms of having a stable state on your health insurance and housing costs and student loans mm-hmm. and, and, and really the kind yeah, of advice I'm, that we were Personally, that, I'm an environmental chemistry major, but I'm working on a minor in environmental science and policy because I hope to look at um, policies and see how they can change to help benefit the environment and agriculture. 
so that um, we can improve those areas. So you're essentially getting primed up for a job working for, like, um, National Wildlife Federation or Food and Water Watch or that kind of group? Yep, possibly. I've um, job shadowed at the EPA and at a Green Energy um, Association, and over our spring break I'm going to um, Washington, D.C., and I'm going to job shadow with someone who works with clean um, air and water and things along those lines. And I'm trying to get exposed to them as much in the environmental field as I can to kind of narrow down what it is specifically I want to work with. But Roots and Wisdom was my inspiration for going into a sustainable and environmental field. So I definitely think that I'll end up somehow linking my career to agriculture. Well, there is a lot of soil and water and, and nature involved in agriculture, so I'm glad that you're not going too far away. Thanks. <laughs> um, that's so wonderful. I'm really impressed with how, how thoroughly and proactively you are investigating the way that you're going to spend your life. I, Thank um, you. Did you have a guidance counselor? Um, I not really. Um, like as in in college, you kind of just do your own thing. But we have um, our career services office is very great. I work closely with the women in that office, um, setting up um, my academic in the academic portion of my internship with Roots and Wisdom this summer. And I did do a recycling internship over our January term as well. Term as well. And we have. Um, a Pine Lake Environmental Institute here. We have a environmental campus that's about eight miles from the primary campus, and then they have offices on campus that deal with all the sustainability issues on campus and at Pine Lake. Um, so they deal with recycling. They deal with the, guard, the organic garden at Pine Lake. And so I've worked closely with that office as well to get as much experience working with sustainability right on campus. Man. So awesome. I, uh, it always makes me really happy to know that there's a bunch of more young women in the pipeline because I just see so much, so much space for leadership in this movement. And especially in the past month or so, you know, so many wonderful jobs that are being advertised through ComFood and, um, and on, on our blog, Greenhorn's blog. And I'm, and you know, as this movement expands and continues to expand, I think there is such a, a great number of of roles to be filled, and it just makes me happy when there's so many more people coming along. I'm glad. Yeah, there's definitely um, room in the career field, and it's just something that I really love and I've always loved. And I'm glad that there is job job opportunity out there in the career that will make me just feel like I'm doing what I love, not just doing a job to get money. That's oh. how Roots and Wisdom was. Um, my roommate in college, actually, we roomed together because we worked at Roots and Wisdom together, and we always say that like, when we're working in the garden, it doesn't feel like we're there to get paid. It feels like we're there just because we want to be there and we want to have fun with each other and grow things in the garden, and it's just a nice benefit that we're getting some money out of it because we just love to be there. And then you eat what you grow, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so now let's just make sure we cover our bases. So people who are thinking about doing stuff with youth and urban farming and empowerment and mentorship and gardening, uh, there are a number of organizations that are worth checking out and, and you know, cyber-stalking yourself around the sector if that's something you're attracted to as a career. 
Um, obviously, Food Corps is a major player in this field, and they are um, partnered with AmeriCorps to pay stipends and give debt relief and health insurance to young people to work in establishing school gardens. Uh, what else do you want to point us to? Um, I don't like all. I don't really know about any specific organizations, but I know that it's always great to just search for grants and um, apply for as many grants as you can. Because the more you apply for, the more likely you'll get one, and find people within the community that have interest in what you're doing, and hopefully they'll be able to support you if they can't um, with money. They can support you by helping you plant seedlings and um, put up, like, tents for workers so they can get a shade break or help um, install water spigots or just help start planting and tilling the soil. um, The biggest thing is just to reach out to people and look for as many resources as you can. And like Roots and Wisdom, it's a community program, and it it's for the community, but it wouldn't exist without the community. Well, and that is, of course, yes. I mean, that's such a really, you know, it sounds so simple, but it's an insight that many people are not um, intuitively, intuitively, intuitively um, aware of. That so much of community organizing and so much of small business skills and so much of farming has to do with. Um, managing a lot of relationships and seeing where people have strengths, you know, giving people a chance to be involved, uh, identifying leadership and and resources within your network, and then making sure that you're doing your own job at networking people to each other, sharing information around really effectively and, and, and thoughtfully. And making sure that you know you're a good you're a good node, and people really like want to get an email from you because you have a, a good track record. And so much definitely, of that. Um, we learn that here when we do any career programs and work with the career office. That no matter what field you're going into, networking is important. You need to have those connections to either connect you to other people or to be a resource you can reach out to and ask for help when you need it. Yep. MVP, act like an MVP. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Um, that's what that's what community organ and the first rule of community organizing is start where you are and start with what you know, and build from there. So this has been a wonderful session, and folks can learn more um, by clicking the link to Roots and Wisdom. I'm so impressed, and I cannot wait to meet you in person sometime soon. You know about our farm hack on April 28th and 29th up at Essex Farm. No, but I'll check it out. So that's the that's the next farm hack. And sorry, there's one in Ris- there's one at RISD on the 10th and 11th of March in Rhode Island, and then the one after that is at the end of April. Okay. Um, for those of you who are West Coast listeners, we're doing events in Anderson Valley, Napa Valley, Sonoma Valley, Ukiah Valley, and in San Francisco um, at the end of March and beginning of April. Those tour dates go up. They should have been up. Maybe they're already up. I hope they're up. They better be up on our events page. We also have a launch of Ourland and a big party hosted by the Texas Young Farmers Coalition out in Austin during South by Southwest. Free beer. Thank you to New Belgium Brewery. are super happy to be sponsored by them. And uh, what am I saying to you also? 
Oh, yes, Environmental Film Festival, Washington, D.C. Uh, it's on March 15th. That will be an official screening of Greenhorns in Washington, D.C. So we're hopeful that some of those representatives may come and watch it and see what the young farmers are up to. That reminds me I should send out a press release. So there we have it, another episode of Greenhorns Radio. Please do join us online on the website on the mailing list. And if you don't already know a young farmer but you're listening to this radio station, for goodness sake, go make a friend. We need all the team we can get. Have a lovely afternoon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.